Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 115, recorded live on August 19th, 2009. And here are your hosts, man who is just annoying to me in real life, Dave Play. Hey! The man who is never annoying to me, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man both of us were annoyed with when we talked about the worst thing a DM has ever done to us in an RPG game, Brendan Lapsley. Hello. You never annoy yourself? No. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why? Do That's you, impressive. Do you annoy yourself? I, I get annoyed with some of the things I do from time to time. Oh. Brendan? Yeah, sometimes. I get annoyed with other people a lot more, though. Why would you get annoyed with yourself? Because you don't always have full control over yourself. Andy, have you ever walked into something? Yes. Oh, I... Andy has walked into something on many occasions. How can you not be annoyed with yourself, then? I'm just in pain. I don't think about being annoyed with myself. I think, ow, I just walked into X. A giant concrete pole. It was metal, Dave. It was metal. At Pinckney High School? Yes, that was a metal pole. It was concrete. It was like four feet wide. It wasn't. Uh, it was more of a concrete one with uh, like tiles on it because that was at Quiz Bowl. I was there. I watched it happen. We all were there. <laughs> and we all watched it happen. It was awesome. It was beautiful. It was not awesome. That was painful. Oh, no, Andy. Hi. <sighs> so now we're back. Mm-hmm. After Sorry about that week off. Yeah, how did your laser tag do that? Oh, we came in dead last. Oh. Absolutely dead last. We won two games. Out of? A lot. Was it like talking a round about between robin 30 and 40. Well, there were three rounds of round robin. There are four teams. Each match is two games. Seems slightly overcomplicated. After but. the round robin, you, we did the round robin to get seated in a uh, double elimination tournament. Well, it wasn't really double elimination. It was, uh, uh, there was the winner's bracket and the loser's bracket, but the winner of both of them didn't play. Interesting. So it was, you know, one and four and then two and three. And then whoever won the first one played the winner of the second one. Whoever lost the first one played the loser of the second one. And then that's it. The winners of those didn't play each other. Okay. So it was like single elimination with consolation. <laughs> Anyways, we got our asses kicked really badly. Oh, funny. I have a golf ball. I don't know why. Is it orange? No, it is a Titec Beta TI or T1. I don't know. Probably a T1. I think it's TI. Or a TI. Yeah. Well, it, it is Titec. T-I-T-E-C-H. And why do you have a golf ball? I Didn't I say I don't know? I have a golf ball. <laughs> so, Andy. Dave. What's today's date? I, I missed that. It's the 19th. The 19th. Yes. So in just under two weeks, you hit the road, don't you? Yes. Two weeks CCS now, I would be, let's see, it'd be Wednesday. You'd be entering Montana. Be entering Montana? I think so. Fargo's or you'd, at, you'd have gotten to your, Fargo's in the morning. Yeah, at 8.30 and Fargo's, it's about four hours yeah. to Bismarck. We'd be in the middle of Montana. We'll be heading towards, we probably would have just left Glendive and be heading towards Butte. Yep. Most likely, we'd be going up a giant mountain right now. Or down. No, no, because we haven't crossed oh, yeah, over. Down's when you get to Butte. Yeah. And then you go back up again. Yes. Goddamn Butte. And I'm just completely lost. Yes, you are. Montana's the son of a bitch. That's all you need to know. Okay, then. Don't drive through it if you can avoid it. <laughs> Which you can't. Cause... I've been out that way once, and I flew. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Don't get me wrong. I love the CCST, but man, flying so much easier. But it's not as an adventure as the CCST. So much easier. It's more expensive. Not by much. 
it's like half the cost. The CCST? Yeah. Uh, if I had done the awesome van, it would have been more expensive. Well, yes, that's because it's a van, so it gets lower gas mileage, and they're renting the van. Right. And somebody's got to pay for all the electronic doodads in the van. Yep. <laughs> oh, so we're going to PAX in two weeks. Brendan, however, just got back from Gen Con. So, which was awesome. So what's Gen Con? Is it like PAX, or is it... No, not really. They call it the best four days in gaming. It's like kind of early to the middle of August every year, and it's all board games, role-playing games, and card games. There is such a minimal video game showing there. Like, they had a booth for Dante's Inferno. They had a couple other ones set up. I can't even remember right now. I think, like, Legends of Norath or something. And those were just kind of in the back corner of the dealer room. But companies like Wizards of the Coast, they essentially have half of the convention center there. It's the inverse packs. Okay. So a lot of tabletop, not a lot of computer gaming. Right. Right. And people who go there tend to care more about actually playing the games and whatnot. Like, they still have panels and uh, press releases and things like that, but they're so much smaller than what I've heard you guys talk about for PAX. Like, I glanced in the press room and there was like three rows of seven chairs and that was it. And I've glanced at a couple of the panels and just didn't have anything going on. But you duck into like the card room uh, where they have it's essentially just a warehouse size area with just rows and rows of tables and people playing different card games. Everything from Magic to Yu-Gi-Oh to World of Warcraft to Legend of the Five Rings. And then you go into some of the other rooms and there's just people playing board games everywhere you look. Just just a comparison of size and looked up approximate attendance of last year's Gen Con because they haven't announced the attendance for this year's. Yeah. Last year's attendance was 28,600-ish. Mm-hmm. So, About half the size of PAX? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm willing to bet the Indianapolis Convention Center and surrounding hotels is probably a little bit smaller. Than the than, Washington uh, State Trade and Convention Center? Yeah. <laughs> In downtown Seattle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is downtown Indianapolis and whatnot, but I mean, Indianapolis is in the middle of nowhere. So tell us what you did at Gen Con. Um, aside from playing a ridiculous amount of board games and spending a ridiculous amount of money on board games, we ended up doing the uh, Wizards of the Coast Ultimate Dungeon Delve, which was a six-encounter uh, delve in 4.0 where they essentially just try and beat you senseless. In our five-man crew, three of us dropped in room two, and when the other two saw room three, they just said, screw it, and we ended up walking away. But it was fun. For uh, what it's worth, uh, this will be at PAX and it'll be the same version that you did it. Yes, it will. Yeah. Anyone going to PAX and attempting this, all I can say is good freaking luck. Combat is good, but you need to have a wide range of stuff and be really, really observant. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, ended up doing that. They had two kind of live action things going on. One is True Dungeon and the other is Terrorworks. True Dungeon is essentially going in and uh, live action D&D, go in, interact with the puzzles, and then uh, fight the monsters. Although the combat system is more of a shuffleboard thing than uh, anything else. And then Terrorworks, which was actually new this year, was more of kind of like a live action space marine thing. Think like Alien or Doom or something like that. Where uh, we had a squad of like 17 people going in, most of which were marines that had these like airsoft guns shooting in the monsters. Whereas a couple of other uh, people had just other skills and had to figure out what was going on and how to stop it. Both of which were an absolute blast. Sweet. So wait, you said that combat was like shuffleboard? Yeah, um, they use a whole token system thing where you get a bag of like 10 tokens beforehand 
And those can be anything from, you know, 10-foot poles to a healing potion to armor to weapons. And uh, for weapons, what you do is you put them in this slider thing and essentially slide it down the board. And depending on where on the board it ends up, uh, that's your two hit and uh, damage. Oh. Like what they do is they have the monsters drawn on the board. And usually like the head or something is the 20 the uh, torso is the 19, uh, like left arm or right arm or something it would be like the 18 and 17 um, and things like that. Huh. An innovative system to say the least. Yeah. Rather uh, impractical for household D&D though. Oh, extremely. Unless someone happens to have a shuffleboard court. Well, they, they have these things. I've seen them at curling rinks where it's like a small curling board thing that they use yeah. to slide things down. I, it's it, the board is just the size of a large, or not even large, just a long table. It'd be kind of fun to make your own. Incorporate that into your D and D game. Yeah, that sounds like something that I would do, and you guys would get pissed at me for doing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Heck, I've got the touch. <laughs> I'd be like, "Ooh, curling and D and D together! Yay!" See, the reason I like uh, True Dungeon is the puzzles, like the interactive puzzles they have. For example, in the first room, we walk in and there was a whole bunch of random, like, I guess, like these foam stones that were sitting around. Like these smaller ones were like two feet by two feet by two feet. And then there was some that was like four of those put together in a square. And we had to build a house with it, like to fit our, it had to have the right dimensions and everything like that. So we're sitting there, you know, taking these foam blocks and trying to pile them up to get the right shape and then we get to a later room and it looks kind of like stonehenge with a couple symbols around and what they are like uh bardic symbols and you have to take these pictures and match them up oh so. my goodness gracious it's all about the puzzles oh i'm all about puzzles dave knows we that. know yes <laughs> we, we know for what was what were the four nights or Oh, I don't know. Prize. Um, Crap. Were the other two? I I remember Ventum Prize. You guys hated me for that. Then again, you guys hate me for a lot of things I do in D and D. Dave, you're probably a little more happy about my current session that has significantly less puzzles. Your current session has had like no puzzles, and I'm very, very pleased about it. Yeah, but I have that really weird item that I keep giving you. Yeah, but that's I, I figured that out for the most part. Yeah, Andy, I don't know if he's told you, but in our current D and D game, I essentially invented a uh, was it like a cursed item kind of thing, and they're collecting it in pieces, and that's uh, the quest they're going on. The D and D session Dave's in with me right now—they don't even know who they are. Yeah, Good for you. That's getting a little upsetting. Well, whatever. And you're uh, currently wielding a butter churner. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> what? I like. I look around for something to use as a weapon. Of course, Andy's NPC goes over and grabs the longsword sitting there. And what does he give me? A plunger of a butter churner. Nice. There's not even like a knife in the kitchen. <laughs> no, no. You. He already grabbed the the only like weaponized knife in the Bryce character. Already grabbed the only weaponized. knife I have in the to kitchen. assume even a butter knife would be better than a butter churner. I don't know. Reach on the churner is probably a lot better. Yeah. It's it's Are basically a quarter staff. Is it melee? <laughs> I was I was thinking of the the Brian's kitchen knife is like a dagger. Yeah. And the the butter churner plunger is basically a quarter staff or a cudgel. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could see that. A mace? No. Or like a mace? No? No. Like, um, if you can, plungers are like about four or five feet long. No, Dave, what you need to do is find a way to like 
cut some holes in the uh, end of the butter churner, get some glue, and then get a couple forks to stick through there, then it'll be a mace. Right, because the orc standing in the kitchen with us will let me do that. Oh. That's See, a standard action, that. right, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Building improvised weapon. Free action. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there's currently an orc standing in the middle of the kitchen demanding... With a longsword. Yeah, with a longsword. That none of us had the sense to grab. Well, Mike had the sense to grab it, but he would have gotten basically an attack of opportunity. Okay, my first question is, why did they try and piss off the uh, thing by grabbing weapons instead of trying to you know, talk their way out of it, considering they were unarmed? Because oh. it was a very, very angry orc. <laughs> they... <laughs> Now they're trying to talk their way out of it after they've already grabbed weapons. Well, we wanted to defend ourselves, but this guy like bursts through the door, knocks the dude unconscious. Wow. What do you expect us to do? So they're like, hey, how's it going? Have some tea and crumpets. <laughs> I've tried talking my way out of stuff like that before. Yeah, they're trying right now, and it, it's really not working. I'm, I'm sitting on probably somewhere around a, uh, I've succeeded about a quarter of the time in shit like that. Then again, I haven't done it all that much. I I find it highly entertaining, though. Oh, I would, too. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I think the orc is actually up now. Oh, yeah, oh. it's his turn. It's the orc's speaking turn. of things coming up, though, we should probably hit the topics. Oh, fine. I, mean, I, I really to, don't want to give I'd away anything else about the, the about D&D. D&D. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> D&D is so much fun. Of yes, course. it is. And I'm going to have to go up to like the, the Wizards of the Coast guys at PAX and shake their hands and say, I use the character generator, and the monster builder looks fantastic, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Oh, speaking of uh, getting to meet fun people, when I was at uh, Gen Con, I actually got to uh, meet Claus Tuber's son. This is the man, uh, or his dad created uh, Settlers of Catan. This has to be a very wealthy individual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering how many games of them they're out now. Yeah. I now own three. <laughs> And the Xbox version from uh, Big Huge Games. Yeah. Well, one of the things they were uh, showing a lot at Gen Con was uh, Catan Geography. Like, uh, we ended up trying out Catan Germany and got a couple of demo boards for some other areas. They have an Indi- uh, Indiana and Ohio map now. Really? Yeah. An Ohio map? Yeah. I yeah. wasn't able to... I wasn't able to pick it up because you had to do this really long Mayfair quest to get it. Why? <laughs> Nothing's as exciting as Catan, Ohio. <laughs> well, I guess, like, Mo might really like it. Not really. Mo wants But he doesn't like Ohio, Ohio to begin with. Yeah. He just lives there. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Topics. Okay. Since we haven't we have talked to? about topics the past two weeks. Good job. Hey, it's not my fault. I had a tripa. Fine. <laughs> Dave, we always blame you. You know that. Yo, I was good with posting your uh, appearance on Epic Default as that week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Especially with that beginning. That was a really well done beginning. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's telling me like, okay, I want you to do something just random. for a b-. And I'm like, how long? It's like out of about 10, 15 seconds, and I'm like, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah, Wait, for anyone I, who hasn't listened, go like to me. go to Epic Default. Was it EpicDefault.com? Yes. Uh, and I think it was episode 20. It is definitely worth listening to the first three minutes of it. Yeah. Can you send me the link for that later? Uh, it, I just gave it to you. It's EpicDefault.com. Yeah, but that requires me to type. <laughs> oh, you poor baby. <laughs> 
Oh, there. Now all you have to do is click. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you people are horrible. Lazy asses. All right. Topics. Topics. Twitter went down. Yes. This is an old topic. This is like two, two weeks Two weeks ago, Twitter, Facebook, LiveJournal, and Blogger, and YouTube were all targeted for denial of service attacks. And remember mm-hmm. when we talked about it, we didn't know exactly what had happened. Um, it turns out that it was a bunch of Russian hackers going after a Georgian blogger. Wow. Like one single guy? Yeah. Is this proven or is this a theory? Um, th- they were able to prove that he was the target of the attack, and he's been attacked before by Russian hackers, so he says he can prove that it was the Russian hackers again that were doing this. Wow. So, yeah. How long till these sites just ban Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of I'm looking over the story and it's kind of interesting that criminals can lease existing botnets for specific campaigns for as little as five to ten cents per bot. Yeah, but when you think about the thousands and thousands of bots, that gets kind of expensive. Yeah, I So know, it's a good but... business venture. Yeah. <laughs> All you need to do is write a small program, distribute it, and you have a botnet. And then you make money. <laughs> Unfortunately that's incredibly illegal. Uh but it's like it's literally you can have you can be a mercenary on the digital realm. <laughs> Would you like to hire my army? We can protect you. Well not really protect you. You can't really protect with a botnet. You can only destroy. I wonder if you could protect with a botnet. If you start I bet so I bet there's a really creative person out there who can. I mean if if you had the botnet, you could kind of do an offensive defense where you have it attack the computers that are spamming you. <laughs> kind of flank it i guess yeah that's more than i really want to try yeah it was i was talking about a whole sherman's march thing and then you missed it all so yeah yeah, yeah you just kind of cut out there and so yeah the, i'm thinking the whole offensive defense really wouldn't work very well why not unless you could somehow though i was explaining the fact that if you had oh, yeah. innocent bystanders who were trying to access the website at the same time that the d the design all the service attack was going in there they would get they might get masked as a bot. And, uh, ah, you're, you're saying that you could in, unintentionally hit the ones that are actually trying to do it. Yes. Yeah, there's another problem, which would be you'd need an order of magnitude higher bots. <laughs> because if I attack you with 1,000 computers, you have to retaliate with 10,000. Yeah. Right? Actually, probably more like 100,000 or a million, because you have to target 1,000 to each one of mine. I, I smell a whole digital cold war brewing. Oh, God. Everyone builds orders of magnitude bots higher. Oh, and God. I will get offline. We have enough bots to destroy the internet 30 times over. <laughs> ha The bot gap. <laughs> All right, so these are two... Um, there's two stories in the next topic. One, okay. the Emmy producers were going to time shift the Emmys this year. What yeah, they mean by that about? was that it they would were go act- on at 10 o'clock Eastern, and then it would go on again 10 o'clock Central, and then it would go on again 10 o'clock Mountain, etc. No. Oh, boo that. No, 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 no. No? Okay. No. Um, that would make the Emmys even longer than they actually are. Right. Um, what they wanted to do was save minutes for more advertising and to make it a little bit smoother. It's kind of like what they would want to do what I do to the podcast, where I would go and we would record it ahead of time. And then I would go through in the post-production and delete all the silence. In the case of the Emmys, it would be the part where people would walk up to oh my God. The, the stages and that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. So th- th- that was the plan was they would re-record. They would get there early, start recording 
early, and then they would edit some of the things to be broadcast later during the broadcast. Oh wow! To try I can and see people being very angry about that. Yeah, the, the they were gonna do. Two writing, two acting, two producing, and two directing um, Emmys, and then they were going to cut them down, make them smoother, but then mm-hmm. all the guilds were very angry and like, there should be more time for all this. So now yeah. the Emmys producers have um, decided that they aren't going to time shift them anymore. Beyond that, there's no way they'd be able to contain the information from people like tweeting it or IMing it or... Age of information for the win. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. I think it's going to rain. It's Yeah, it's supposed to rain tonight and tomorrow. Oh, hey, I think it's raining. I can't tell here. I got a sprinkler outside my window. <laughs> it's raining all the time when the sprinkler's on. I don't know what's going on. I, Andy, you've never been to Brendan's apartment, have you? No. <laughs> Not when the sprinklers are on, at least. It's His fun. apartment complex, the sprinklers <laughs> are a defensive mechanism. Oh, goodness. If, it, if you don't get in and close the door in time, you will get wet. It goes not just onto his porch, but across his porch. <laughs> it goes across the entire sidewalk. You have to time it. You know, it's like one of those old mazes. I usually try to get around behind the sprinkler. It makes it a little bit easier. But if the wind's picking up, then, you know, I'm, I'm still getting wet. Yeah, wind is a big factor there, too. Yeah. Today, we've decided to replace all the water in the sprinklers, sprinklers with hydrochloric acid. Oh, that would <laughs> suck. Oh, he wouldn't have an apartment anymore. No, we'd lose our door. It would eat off the siding. Oh, fun times. What's fun is when we leave the door open when that's going on and one of the cats decides to peek their heads out the door. <laughs> it's just soaked. They're usually back up the stairs pretty quick. Yeah, I, I could imagine. You, Brendan has really cute cats for uh, our listeners. Maybe I should post pictures of them on the front page. Oh, yeah, one of, one of them is staring at me right now. Kitty pictures. I can have Cheeburger on front page. <laughs> oh, man, this is worse than when we drum on. What? We're talking as far about... as distractions. Not my fault. I know. I'm tired and hungry. and Yeah. All right. So that's the Emmys. And they, yes. they canceled this, right? Yes, they, said, they, they, they decided this, bad this wasn't a bad I kind of like the idea of actually like recording it ahead of time and then actually making it less of a show because... It just goes on and it, on and yeah, on. It goes on, See, can, and on and on. You know what? The argument for both sides, but I think it's a bad idea. I, I think what they should do is broadcast it live and then do the time shifting and rebroadcast it for anyone who wants to watch the shorter version. <laughs> The ratings for the awards shows are not spectacular, so I don't think any of the um, broad uh, the the broadcasting companies would want to right. play them twice. Right. Uh, the Oscars generally pull in a pretty good viewing. Well, they're they're getting better now. Before the past couple of years, they hit a really low. The the Emmys last year were the worst they've ever been. So now they they're some of them are on the upswing. Like when uh, Neil Patrick Harris actually hosted the Tonys this year, it was actually the best one of the best Tonys. Nice. I don't remember if it was better than Hugh Jackman or not. But doesn't MTV air theirs like five times, like one every day for a solid week or something? They just sh- keep on showing it over and over again because it's MTV. They don't have any programming. Yeah, that's true. They didn't have any programming. And I'm not sure what MTV has now because I stopped paying attention to MTV. Once they actually got rid of the music, then they should have just died. (sighs) I remember when MTV 2 was where you went for music, and then... No, it's just but no one had it. M- it's MTV One's shows time shifted now, and then there was MTV Three, and then MTV U, and all it is just reality programming now. What, what happened to actual music video television? It's on demand. 
It's, really? It's yeah. on YouTube. If I, ever, if I ever want to watch a music video, I go to YouTube or see if it's on uh, on demand, like with Comcast, because they've got a decent um, They've got some good music videos, like in the list of uh, probably about 200 or so. I might find five I like. Then again, I like obscure music, so that's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I like some ex- obscure music, but then I also like the mainstream stuff. See, mainstream now is pretty much just rap. I know. And, and I'm not all for it. Hey, I'm actually curious now. What's the Billboard Top 100 right now? Just all rap. Uh, there's going to be some emo on there. The top. Let's look at the Hot 100. Uh, this is an area I know very little about. Let's see. I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas is number one. You Belong With Me, Taylor Swift. That's country. Best I Ever Had by Drake. I'm not sure what that is. Never actually heard that song. You know what's missing from that list? What? Operas. Oh, classical. That's, symphonies. Billboard actually has stuff for operas and such. Go to <laughs> Europe. That's where the good music is. Knock You know. Down featuring... I'm pretty oh, good with Kanye just West, listening yeah. to OC Remix. Waking Up in Vegas by Katy Perry. Lady Gaga, Kings of Leon. I don't know any of these bands. Oh, I, I'm, I'm actually not. Well, I know the Black Eyed Peas, unfortunately. Yeah, I hope you know the Black Eyed Peas. I've heard of them. You've played some of their music, haven't you? When? On Rock Band. Aren't the Black Eyed Peas on Rock Band? No. Not to my no, knowledge. No, they're not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, we music and holograms. Yes. This is actually a neat idea. Yeah. So the, the Wiimotes will sense where your hand is at. Mm-hmm. And then ultrasonic pulses will make you pretend to actually feel what you see on the screen. Yeah. So it, it's using ultrasound to uh, basically press against your hand in exactly the spot where your hand would be intersecting the hologram. Huh. And the computer knows where your hand is because of the Wiimotes. So this is just another step closer to virtual reality and interactive video games a bit more? Yeah, this is another step closer to the holodeck. Mm, I'm surprised I actually know what that is. Aha, uh-huh. tracky. I've seen three movies now. Yes, you saw the new one. Yes. Oh. Speaking of movies, how is G.I. Joe, Andy? Oh. If you can do it without spoiling anything. I was bored. Okay. The ending was predictable. Have you seen District 9? Not yet. We're actually going to go see that Friday. We were going to see it tomorrow, but then we saw that Rift Tracks was actually playing in the movie theater. Mm. So we're going to go see them tomorrow and then see District 9 on Friday. Okay. Mm. District 9 was fantastic. Go see it. I know. I've been, I I knew about District 9 from a long time ago when Neil Blomkamp was first said about doing the Halo movie, and then the Halo movie wasn't going to happen. Right, and I learned about it at the same time. But I've gone and seen District 9, and I'm telling you, go see it. I know. Yeah. I plan on seeing District 9. Good. Dave, I think I was in the Ultimate Dungeon Dove when you texted me to go see it. <laughs> That's a little out of character. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. My cell phone is going off. It's it magical. Was... Really, really, really good. Yeah. A lot of our group that went to Gen Con actually went and saw uh, one of the showings of that. Uh, I think Julie and myself were the only two of our group that did not go see it that day. <laughs> we were doing something else. I can't even remember what. Demoing some sort of game. Oh, I think that's when we actually did the magic draft. Magic. Yeah. Speaking of, Andy. <laughs> I've got enough cards here. At some point, you and I need to sit down and do this thing. Yes. When you on the side of the state next? Uh, this upcoming weekend. Really? 
Yes. Oh. Do you have any free time? I'm not sure. What's okay. your plan like? Uh, this weekend? Yes. Nothing. Okay. Next weekend, I'm busy. Very busy. Check. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be relaxing this weekend now that I actually get one at home. Yeah. God. We mote holography. Pretty cool. Yes. yes. Uh, Facebook buys friend feed. Andy, do you use friend feed? I do not. I have. I remember Grum told us to look for friend feed, but yeah. Well, now it's bought by Facebook, so God, stupid iTunes. <laughs> no, I I'm just trying to because the the disconnect. I was trying to see what time we're at because I forgot to write it down. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, iTunes now has taken over all my wave files as well, which I didn't tell it to do. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. uh. So Steven Spielberg. Is in talks to produce the Halo movie. Yes. This is the one that had originally been Peter with Jackson. Peter Jackson and Neil Blomkamp. Which turned into District 9. Yeah. But now sort of. it's going to be Steven Spielberg doing Halo. Granted, yeah. What has Spielberg done recently? Games. He did Boom Blocks. But yeah, I know that. But I'm like, movie-wise, what has he done recently? I don't... Didn't he have his name in uh, the new Transformers? Because I know it was directed by Michael Bay, but I thought Spielberg was one of the producers. Um, maybe, but again, like the producers do very little. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's I see don't... what he's... Come on, Wikipedia. <laughs> All right, he did Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was directing that. He was a producer on Eagle Eye. He produced... The... Oh, he's doing uh, The Trial he... of the Chicago 7, Transformers, All right. The Lovely Bones. Yeah, so in development, Transformers 3, Indiana Jones 5, an untitled Martin Luther King Jr. project, an untitled Diablo Cody project, 39 Clues, Harvey. Wait a minute. Like Harvey the giant The giant bunny? rabbit? I, I don't know. Harvey, in development, because the project is in development, uh, data is only available to IMDb Pro. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. Harvey 2000. Okay, well, let's see what Wikipedia has to say <laughs> about Harvey. I've got Transformers, The Lovely Bones. He's he's directing Lincoln. I guess it's a film about Lincoln. Perhaps. Of I all can't the believe they're doing a remake there, for I've When Worlds one. Collide. Really? Yeah. Side note, the, the 2012 movie has actually got some pretty fun stuff. Uh, Brendan might like this. They actually are looking for a leader of the post-2012 world, and hmm. they have a bunch of games and quizzes and stuff for you to play. Like, the, you, the strategy game is Dots. <laughs> it is indeed a remake of the 1944 Broadway play about Elwood and his six foot three and one half inch tall rabbit. <laughs> He's directing The Adventures of Tintin. I'm actually probably going to go see that one. Like, we're talking The Adventures of Tintin, like the, the dog, right? No, 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 no. This is no, no. a uh, European comic, I believe. Tintin, the, the redhead with the dog. Yeah. Ah, okay. Like, Rin uh, Tintin was the dog. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one actually is supposed to uh, be pretty good and have some... I think they were trying out some new animation uh, techniques uh, when they were putting it together. So, sounds interesting. Uh-huh. Tintin, the secret of the unicorn. Oh, there's a movie called Interstellar, which is about a group of explorers who travel through a wormhole into another dimension. Fantastic. Oh, boy. Like, that hasn't uh, been done before. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Nine and Alice in Wonderland myself. Oh, Nine. Oh, Yes. Coming out the nine, same day as a uh, rock band, isn't it? Nine nine oh nine. You mean rock band Beatles? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just after we get back, actually, you won't uh, even. No, you would get back that morning. Yeah. You'd get back from PAX that morning. I will have been back for three days. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So keeping on the Halo theme. Okay. Um. Supposedly, you know how your friends list is maxed at a hundred, right? Uh-huh. On Xbox Live. Supposedly, that's because of Halo Two. Really. 
Yes, because Halo 2 was, what, originally on the Xbox? Yeah, it was yeah. The, the original Xbox, not the 360. Well, if you look on the weekly Xbox Live activity list... I thought, maybe. Wait, was it? Yeah, Halo 2 was on the original Xbox. Yeah. Um, that was, like, towards the end of its lifespan, though. Right. Okay. Halo 2 is most of the almost all the time being the number one original Xbox top 10 game. Like, for the, the Xbox top 10 live titles, it's right. Halo 2. So, because people are still playing it so much, they can't update the Xbox Live hardware in order to expand your friends list past 100. So, stop playing Halo 2. Yeah. <laughs> go buy Halo, Halo 3. Yeah, it's Halo 3, worth you know. it. In fact, just go buy Halo 3 ODST. <laughs> Because it will probably be worth it, too. When does that come out, anyway? Uh, soon, I thought. Don't ask me. I don't play Halo. Halo 3 ODST. Go, go, Wikipedia search. Release date, September 22nd this year. Ah. Hey, I'm actually getting another game that day. Arkham? Arkham no, Arkham comes out next week. Uh, ah. That day is actually, uh, they're bringing Persona back. Uh, oh. they, they're taking the PS1 game and putting it on the PSP. Cool. Man, I really want to get Arkham, too, but I really don't want to get it right away because it's 60 bucks. And it's better on the PS3. I'm getting the PS3 Collector's Edition before I even have a PS3. <laughs> we should probably just take this opportunity to slip into the PS3 news. Yes. Yeah. Since this was like the hugest thing that happened, even though everyone knew it was coming. But we didn't yeah. know when. People are like, oh, when? it's going to happen. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Now it's official. It is official. First off, the biggest announcement that I see is that Sony's official brand of the PlayStation 3 is no longer PlayStation 3. It is now PlayStation 3. <laughs> uh, previous to the announcement that they just made, all PlayStation 3 official trademark was in all caps. Yeah. And now they've officially brought it back down so that it's not caps lock. <laughs> it is just the P and the S that are capitalized. Wow. Like and that's the first thing you notice. No, that's not the first thing I noticed. That's just the most important thing to me. <laughs> the other stuff, fuck it. Because, <laughs> like, when you're reading stuff online, it's suddenly just like, PlayStation! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. PlayStation! I, I was tired of Sony yelling the name at me. <sighs> but now they've got a smaller one, which is much smaller than the giant George Foreman of a PS3. It's only like two-thirds the size it's still smaller than the giant george foreman of a ps3 yeah but just think of it that's less that you can uh uh it's gonna be so compact you can't make a nice ben heck laptop out of it anymore (laughs) i wonder what he's gonna do with the ps3 slim he you can't really do much because um you can't even put uh linux on the slim nope it is closed now which means that it'll just take people an extra month to work out how to install linux on it yep it is still, mind you, not backwards compatible. Nope. And I so read. Hang on to your PS2s. I read Sony's explanation about this. Oh, what they say? And they said the the main reason people buy the PlayStation Three now is something like sixty percent of it for PlayStation Three games. Sixty percent. Yeah, because like the other forty are buying Blu-ray. They still want to milk PS2 for all it's worth. No, it's not even that. It's just they're they're like it was such bullshit that I read because that's like saying the only reason I'm selling crack is that it gives people a high. <laughs> but if I had crack that gave people a high and gave them the ability to see through walls, why wouldn't I sell that? Um, it's going right? to cost you more money to add the whole Superman gene to the, your crack. <laughs> but I could sell it for more and people would buy it. I but it's going to cost you more money. That's Not why they got rid much. of it in the first place. Not as much as I could mark it up by. Yeah, the price of the PS3 
is down to what 199 for the fat model. No, no it's they're, it, they're all they're all at 300 now. Even the fat model? Yes. Yeah, it came down to 300. But it's like the weakest model. Why is it priced the same as the top? That's a good question. I think you you no something. I'm not staring right. at the article right here. Yeah, well, PS3 to- Slim is at three hundred dollars, and the existing PS3s are also three hundred dollars. Uh, I think that's just that it hasn't gone down yet. No, there but- was a there were there were four hundred dollars, and now they're down to three hundred dollars. Right? Yeah. But why would I? Why would you buy the old one if the Slim is the same price? Because you're on crack. Well, the Slim isn't here yet. Yeah, the article right here says tomorrow you'll be able to go to your favorite retailer and buy an existing PS3 for $299.99. Okay. That's the the traditional 80 gig model with no backwards compatibility. Yep. Okay. And then soon you can get the 120 gig model Slim for the same price. Right. So that leads me to believe that they're just trying to cut out stock of the 80 gig model. Probably. But if there's still stock in the 80 gig when the Slim comes out, it's gotta sell for less or it'll never ever 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 sell if it sells for less then i'm gonna be a very happy camper (laughs) do you remember when there was even like the 20 gigabyte ps3 model uh i don't think there ever was i thought 40 gig was the lowest ps3 was launched with the 20 gig and 60 gig originally ah i paid no attention to the ps3 until about two months ago There's the 20 gig, there was the 40 gig, there was the 60 gig, and then there was the 80 gig. And it had so many was... models. Checking in at 33% smaller, 36% lighter, and only 299. Wow. There is also a 250 gig model that's coming out. Wow. By the way. See, if you look on the Wikipedia site for the PS3, there's this giant list of the different models. And in the last column is just availability, and all of them are just red nose, except the last like one or two. <laughs> now, I do have to compliment Sony on their, their discreetness on this, uh, because they managed to sneak this into the FCC without anyone catching it. And the way they did that is that they filed it from a different company. <laughs> wow. So they just like I don't know, hide or what? Yeah, hang on, I'll I'll look up the. Or do they just like do another branch of Sony and then just kind of? No, it, they used an address that's owned by Sony. Uh, hang on, here it is. Uh, so there was a fictional company. They filed it under a fictional name. The fictional company Sand Dollar Enterprise, and it was labeled not as a PlayStation Three, but as a computer entertainment system. <laughs> Hoo-hoo. But if you looked up the address of Sand Dollar Enterprise, it's registered to Sony. Sneaky. So they're they're trying to be sneaky and not let people get a, a glimpse of this. But now that people have realized this, they have looked at the FCC filing, and there is a 250 gigabyte version uh, also in the filing. Huh. So that'll probably come out in, like, November. Kind of the fuck you to early adopters. See, I'm going to be waiting until after Christmas before I get a PS3. Yeah. I've still got to uh, take care of my debt from Gen Con and vacation before that. And not forget to uh, save for PAX East. Yeah. I'm hoping I can go to that. Right now it's a bit up in the air. <laughs> Speaking I know of... You guys, I know you guys want me to go. Can, can I do the segue? Yeah, go for it. Speaking of money, got the numbers out for July. Oh, oh <laughs> Wow. Well, um, go ahead, Andy. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> it's been the fifth straight month of decline. Are you surprised? Not really, no. Good. <laughs> but everybody was like, oh, video games are recession-proof. We don't have to worry. And no, it's they're been not recession-proof. <laughs> it's been a double-digit decline for the fifth straight month. 
Uh, not as long as you have a place like GameSpot, or not GameSpot, Game Store. GameStop. Thank you. GameStop. It's good that to turn around next used month. used games. Because the used games aren't counting this. Right? NPD's no. not tracking used games. No, they're not. I'm sure GameStop has seen an incredible increase in sales. Probably. Yeah. I wonder no if one's GameStop buying new games because they're really expensive. Uh, People are going to buy Batman, though. Oh, probably. It looks like such a beautiful game. Yeah. Well, Even I'm if gonna it's be, crap, it'll sell well. You're going to get to see it because Bri's not letting me borrow the PS3. I have to go over there and play it. <laughs> GameStop has fallen short of their second quarter outlook and cut its 09 forecast. Ooh. Okay, so maybe not a huge increase. No. I still think they're doing pretty well, though. So, yeah, they, they right. were below their own estimates. Yeah, yeah, but so, I mean, uh, their estimates might no, have been so, high. So. Okay, this is I do. Oh, I, DS ahead, is still Andy. on top with over a half million. The Wii was second with two hundred fifty thousand. Xbox three hundred sixty. Why is the Wii 000. second? I, Andy, come on. Why is the Wii second? Analyze it. Figure it out. What came out in July? Wii Sports Resort. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at the top ten software. Wii Sports Resort for the Wii. NCAA football for the 360, NCAA football number three for the PS3, number it's four. Worth noting before you continue, if you combine those, NCAA did sell more than Wii Sports Resort. Yeah, but this is by individual platform. Number right. four, Wii Fit. Number five, Mario Kart. Number six, Mario Kart DS. Number seven, Pokemon Platinum. Number eight, Fight Night Round Four for the 360. Number nine, Super New Super Mario Brothers for the DS. And number ten, EA Sports Active for the Wii. I have one of those. So it's the Wii, the Wii, the Wii, the DS, the DS, the Wii, and NCAA. It's it's the Wii. It's okay. It's the Wii. Yeah, Fight it's Night in EA, that. It's EA. It's the Wii. It's the Wii. It's the DS. It's the DS. It's EA. It's the DS. It's the EA so on it's the Wii. EA and Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. The Because these are all first-party Nintendo games. Yeah. Wow. You have Nintendo and you have EA in the top ten. That's it. No music That's games. Sad. No. Uh, uh, um, what's the, the the game with the remote? Sports Resort. No. The um, We Play? We Play, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Wii Sports is the new We Play. Ah. Okay. Wii Sports Resort, yeah. Because it's got the Motion Plus. Oh. All right. Bundled. And it actually looks better than We Play. Yeah. It's supposed to actually be really well done. Like the original Wii Sports? Uh, except that it's like, it's what Nintendo was supposed to be. Mm. It's what the Wii was supposed to be when it came out. It's yeah. finally realizing its potential. Mm. Have you actually tried this game yet? Nope. <sighs> Yeah, right. this is definitely one I want to try before I pick up. The, the Wii Sports yeah. Resort? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen uh, videos of it and whatnot, and it actually looks pretty cool. Some of the, like, things they got in there. Like, I want to try the archery, but, again, it's something I really want to try before I shell out any money for it. I love this, this comment right below all this. Quote, man, the difference between software sales by Wii Sports Resort and NCAA Football 10 is massive. Clearly, you're not reading. You're not doing the math. NCAA football is split between two consoles. Add them together, it outsold the sports resort by 70,000. Granted, the NCAA is actually down compared to last year. And yeah. so everybody now is freaking out about Madden, Madden which just came out a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what's Madden going to do? Is it going to be as the, the powerhouse that it's always been? Probably not. They'll make money off of it, but not yeah. as much as they'd hoped. So It'll be the top of the chart, though. Well, maybe not. If you add it together, it'll be the top of the chart. All right. Um, okay, this one's kind of interesting. I saw this. Um, 
Do you remember Real DVD from Real Player? Yeah. They had thought that actually by buying the DVD, the the, the license for the security for DVDs, that mm-hmm. they would actually be able to put out their software so you could copy DVDs because they have the actual license for the stuff. They're licensed right. to do it. Judge now has said that it's illegal. Oops. I hope no one has invested with Real Player. Why would they? Because it's a company that's been around for a while and has managed to not die. Good point. This, however, may be the beginning of the end. So even if you think that you, you're actually paying for the license to, to be all legal with that, it's still now illegal to rip DVDs. Yeah, besides your one security backup. Um, I'm not even sure if you're allowed the security backup anymore. Yeah, well, it's, see, that's kind of a, a funny thing. You are technically allowed it. But creating it is illegal by the DMCA. Is that why most DVDs now come with a digital copy? Yeah. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. You're allowed to back up one time your, your DVDs. But if you, if you circumvent any of the security, you have violated the DMCA. Wow. I was just kind of interested in... I was looking over this. The other person in this argument was this Kaleidoscape media server. Mm-hmm. So it's literally just a DVD drive and a hard drive that you would hook up to your TV. So you could just rip all your DVDs to the hard drive and use that to watch all your DVDs. And how did they think that they were going to get away with this? They, they the have license. the license for the, the security stuff. Ah, They weren't circumventing the security. They owned the security. Yeah. Mm. Clearly it wasn't enough. So, but yeah, they were breach of contract and violating the DMCA's ban on trafficking and circumvention tools. Yep. Which they paid for. Oops. Yeah. All right. So how much time we got left? We should be running pretty low. We've got, a, well, we're at, let's see, 24 before the disconnect, 34 after. So we're at 50 right now. Okay. Uh, PSN, PlayStation magazine. Mag. Is closing down. Goes bye-bye. The official magazine is not even getting distributed anymore, which seems weird. Mm-hmm. I don't it's, I don't know if I ever read it. I've picked up an issue once or twice. I've never read it. It's nice when you're at an airport. You're about to be on like a five-hour plane trip. Yeah, There's I can see that. a couple game magazines there. You pick one up. Oh, yeah. But magazines, it's like, I, what do I have magazine? I, I like magazines, though. It's the thing. Yeah. Got see, wired. I get all my articles from the internet. Popular science, popular mechanics. There is something to be said about print media. There is. That's... And that's actually kind of my argument against the PSP Go, because I personally like having the physical copies of games. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, I suppose that's printed media as opposed well, to print media. Ha, ha, ha. Well, it's still just the, the, everything's getting away from the hard copy. Yeah. And what happens if the power goes out? That's why I have a lot of board games. <laughs> now it's, you have even more coming back from Gen Con. Dude, you've seen my closet. It can't fit it anymore. I know. It's kind of disturbing. Brendan's the guy we go to if we want to play something not electronic. I have, I have a bunch a, of... Well, my parents typically have a bunch of games that are non-electronic. Right. From, from what I've heard, Andy, your parents have some of the older games, and I'm not knocking them. I, I love some of them. But I have some of the newer games that take a little longer and are a little more in-depth. Yeah, Andy, or, the, the ones your parents scary. have are like the family games. You know, good for ages 6 to 85. Twixt is not a family game. It's close enough in these terms. But a good game, though. Yeah. It's ruthless. These are, are the ones that are, like, these are the reason that they made computer games, to automate this stuff, because they're yeah. so complex. 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, my roommate, Rich, always compares one of the larger ones I have to Master of Orion 2. Yeah, Twilight Imperium. We, we start that at noon, and we usually just say, screw it, we're done, somewhere around 9 o'clock at night. And do you remember when we used to play Diplomacy? Yeah. And that was eye-opening to us as a board game? Yeah. That we'd never tackled a board game that complex? Yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. Oh, no, I've I've seen some of them. There's a Kalamazoo board game group on this side of the state, and reading some of their message boards on some of these games is just like, wh- what? Right. I've probably seen or played a good amount of those. <laughs> They're pretty nuts. Probably. I, if I could hunt down the top ten list of some of the guys for the previous year and see how much you would know, but I'd have to hunt down the email. Mm-hmm. Speaking of gaming, though, Nelson does video game data, it seems, as long, along with TV data. Okay. And we are up 21% from the previous year. Of people playing games? Yes. Cool. See? I told you. Recession-proof industry. People it are... Just, <laughs> people are playing the games, they're just not buying them. You bum them off of other people. Another reason you want to have physical media. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's probably a reason the uh, companies don't want physical media. <laughs> People have been playing 768 minutes on consoles during this year's June reporting month. That's the average. Per month, right? For the month. So that's, okay. that's 12, like, yeah. 12 minutes a day. Damn, I better get cracking. <laughs> yeah, well, with 1 versus 100, man, I can do that at night. <laughs> oh, 1 versus 100 so nice. I've actually been playing a significantly less video games the last couple months. Mm. I've been watching more anime and reading a little bit more. I've been enjoying 1 vs. 100. 50% of the game players, over 18. Yeah, no surprise there. Yeah. The largest group is 12 to 17, though. They're a quarter. Wow. All right. uh, Microsoft lost a lawsuit. Yes. For patent infringement about XML formatting. Yes. Good job. So Oops. they have to pay two hundred million if they don't. If the, the I'm guess they're gonna appeal this. I think they've already appealed it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it's two hundred million, and they have to stop selling all the the office things, suites office that use two thousand seven use the format, which includes Word. So it's kind of their their bread and butter is Microsoft Word. Yeah. So yeah, oops. they'll they'll appeal this. There's no way they'll let this stand. Yeah. Really, they should just pay the guy three hundred thousand. Was it two hundred million? Was it? Yeah. So pay him three hundred million. Call it a day. <laughs> buy the patent from him. I love how they. they I, I love how people use strike through to make jokes. It says like the the company claims that it doesn't want to keep Microsoft Word off the shelves. Rather, they want to just make money, and it's slashed through. And it says force Microsoft to remove or edit products that infringe on their technology. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, how else are you going to show typing something and then erasing it? Yeah, that is true. Because that's what it's supposed to be. What else is on the list? Uh, Video games I, help with depression. Yeah, I can cool. see that. It's helped me. Have you been depressed? At some point or another, I was. Yeah, I, I was depressed, and then I went and played Dead Rising. <laughs> <laughs> that got me out of it pretty quick. <laughs> There's really nothing better helps with depression than, um, well, slicing through zombies, <laughs> running over hundreds of them with a truck. <laughs> Which might lead to another mental instability, but we won't get into that. <laughs> That's not for 10 years. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have to tell you, I've been playing a PopCap game, actually. I've been Which playing one? Bookworm Adventures. Ah, my roommate's been playing that too. Oh god, it's so addictive. Just hear the weird noises. You get bonus points, Andy, on certain enemies for spelling words that have to deal with one of their weaknesses. So if there's an enemy that has a weakness of color, and I spell uh, maroon or mauve or orange or anything like that, it deals extra damage. 
I like how your first three colors that come to mind are maroon, mauve, and then you finally get to an actual color of, like, orange. Well, I'm, I'm going for length, because the longer the word, the more damage. You couldn't have just described, oh, yeah, if they have a weakness to color, if I spell colors like green or yellow or purple. Right. But the longer the, the word, the more damage. Dave, how many letters is in maroon? The same as I in, think uh, six. Per- the same as in yellow or purple? Yeah. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a really long one. How about aquamarine? There you go. I'm guessing if you could pull that word off, it'd probably be a one-hit kill. Yeah, if you could pull that word off, it'd be a one-hit kill normally. <laughs> See, it's it's so weird how Scrabble's affect my like logic for word games. It's word like I just think of everything in like the seven letter word maximum. Yeah, in this you have a sixteen letter maximum. Oh my! Seventeen if you have a Q and a U, I guess, because it's one tile. If you can pull off a seventeen letter word, props to you. Yeah, uh, the longest I've seen I think was eleven letters. Laura, my girlfriend, pulled off xenophobias. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous. Xenophobias. Xenophobias, the fears of something alien. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my longest word, I think, was 10 letters. It's miraculous. I'm going to stick to Rock Band and uh, Batman next week. It's such a fun game, though. It really is. All right. Random topic. Yes. Let's end this thing. Okay. We can't end Andy it. We rolled. haven't hit an hour yet. Are you sure? Yes. For another okay. 90 seconds. Ah. <laughs> Andy rolled. Hit a number... I think it was number five. Yes. And this is this is unprecedented because number five was something that Brendan submitted. So because I actually I I actually want this question answered because I'm very confused. Okay. What is number five, Andy? Why do people like baseball? What is the reason they like golf? Oh, that just confused me even more. The reason I submitted this is because virtually my entire family is obsessed with baseball and it just bores me to tears. But but your family's from Boston. Yeah, right. <laughs> my sister, I mean, my sister you, was born out here, and she's more obsessed with it than anyone else in my family. Uh, and, and when I say family, I'm not talking, you know, mom, dad, sister. I'm talking extended relatives. Right, but they're all in Boston or the True. surrounding area. But they're not the only ones who love the game. No, but your family roots are in Boston. You're the odd one that you don't like it. True. I mean, your family roots are in Boston. Really, do you need any more than that? <laughs> You you have the Red Sox. Who are seven games back behind the Yankees right now. Ouch. I actually ended up watching some of those games and laughed really hard. Because yeah. I was on vacation in New Hampshire with my family at the time. Like when they were even. Uh, right before they started playing each other. And yeah, that didn't go well. And then actually I managed to catch the other day when... The Tigers and the Red Sox got into a big brawl and people were getting thrown out left and right. Nice. Um, to answer your question, at least from my standpoint, there are times in baseball where there actually is uh, some amount of strategy. From what I can tell, the only strategy is who you put as a pitcher. Well, no. if you want to talk about things like the sacrifice, do you know what the sacrifice is? I have no idea. Because I learned about this like a year ago and I was very proud when I learned about this. Yeah, I have no idea. So, and Andy can correct me if I'm wrong. The sacrifice is you have a guy on third base. You intentionally hit the ball so that they can put you out at first because it would give you the time for your guy on third to get home. Okay, I guess I can see that. Did I get that, Andy? Yeah. Awesome. And that is the extent of my baseball knowledge. (laughs) See, my whole thing with baseball... I don't know if the Lions are in the National or the the American League. Aren't the Lions football? By the Lions, I mean the Tigers. (laughs) 
What about the Bears? Oh my! No, they're in Chicago. Chicago and they're football. Yes, very good, See, Dave. My whole thing about baseball is just the goal of the uh, people on the field is just kind of boring because ideally what they would like to happen is they throw the ball, the other team swings and misses, and nothing happens. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Just that whole concept just makes it's, it seem boring. All right, to, so the, I, the way I, I understand baseball is when you go to the game, you're not going for the game. You're going for the atmosphere of a picnic and everyone watching uh, a sport that is theoretically accessible. Okay. Uh, I think George Carlin really had the best talk about baseball when he compares it to football. Oh, I must have missed this. Yeah, that that's worth listening to, his baseball versus football routine. Um, I hate both games for completely different reasons. <laughs> I enjoy watching football. I enjoy, I enjoy watching, watching college football. Yeah, there's a lot of strategy in football, far more so than I'd say is in baseball. Well, in baseball, yeah. you have the strategy of left-handed versus right-handed pitcher and batting. You have Mm -hmm. placement of where people are going to be on the field, depending on where the person has hit before, what the weather conditions are like. You either tell your outfield to go out, go left, go right, come in. Right. But that's... That's nothing compared to what strategies there are in football. Trying to decide where to play the ball? If there are two people running, do you decide, oh, should I go for the guy at first or should I try to get the guy at second? No, no, because anything, Andy, I I will give it to you with this proof. Anything you can come up with in baseball, I can come up with an analogous situation in football, and I can come up with more in football that you can't come up with from baseball. There's an easier way to think about this here. Many people can just pick up and play baseball and do good. You can't do that with football. Yeah. Because you're just going to end up, you know, hurting off somewhere and no one's going to know what's going on. Whereas in baseball, you're just like, you know, oh, get the ball. Wouldn't that be the same for football? If you're on the defense, oh, get the ball. Kind of, but I would covering. Yeah, the covering and just blocking people. I yeah, know. I mean, how to block. The fact that there's physical interaction in football makes it much harder. Yeah. Right. How do you block someone? Do you drive your shoulder into their chest? Do you push them? Do you try and shove them sideways? Do you have you not seen somebody going into home with the catcher having the ball? Uh, Rarely, because I watch the Tigers when I watch. You got to figure, though, how often does that happen versus football? You know, it happens in baseball, you know, one out of every couple games or something. Football, you know, how many times every play? Yeah. That's multiple times every play. Like I said, I don't like football, but there's definitely a lot more strategy to it. Personally, the only sport that I like watching is hockey, but part of that is just from being around Detroit and seeing exciting games with the Wings. Yay, hockey town. Stupid Pittsburgh. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it was a one versus 100 question. Really? About like the fifth game of the 2009 Stanley Cup Finals. What? The one that went on forever? Yeah, it was that specific. Jeez. That was the game that went on forever, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like, how many overtimes did it go into? What was the correct answer? I don't remember. (laughs) It was... I think it went three. Fourth time. Three? Four. Either way, that's still a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, because each overtime period is a full period, isn't it? I thought it was sudden death. Um, it is sudden death, but you are pay- playing uh, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's sudden death, but no one scored. That's so it lasted 20 minutes. So then it went to second overtime, and no one scored. <laughs> yeah, that was, whew, that was Anyways, a long game. Yeah, that we, said, 1 vs. 100 should be on right now. Yeah, Brendan, uh, we, uh, we should wrap this up. Brendan, do you yeah. have any website or anything you want to... No, I sit around playing video games and board games, so... Brendan, I... uh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Okay. Uh, let me dig up the link real fast. Oh, yes. Um, Next week, right? Yeah. Yes. 
The Ustream, if I may, Brendan. Go right ahead. Ustream.tv slash channel slash Dungeons and Dragons broadcast, separated by hyphens, is uh, the Ustream of our D&D game, where Brendan is our dungeon master. Ah. And every time we do this, it gets more complex and more advanced, because now we're bringing in, like, boom stands to put the camera... Yeah, we regret that we weren't able to uh, broadcast last time because Comcast was idiots and turned off our internet for absolutely no reason. Oops. Yeah, we went. We ended up going without uh, internet or TV for a solid week because the first day there was some sort of storm that knocked out Comcast for like a day. So when I called in to see what was going on, it had an automated message. So I'm like, all right, cool. We'll get it back soon. A week later, when uh, we got hold of Comcast, we found out a sticker had blown off the switch, and so they turned us off without even checking. Fun times. Needless to say, we were rather angry. I'm sorry. I have nothing to do with it, but that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's the end of the show. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Cool. See everyone next week. Yes. Thank you for having me on. No problem, Brendan.